0: Welcome to Just Jay Z. Each week, join your favorite hairdressing duo, Just Jesse and Stu Styles, as they talk salon life, hair hacks, traveling, lifestyle, and more. And more. All right you guys welcome back to just jay-z it's an exciting episode because it's our season two finale which i cannot believe we started this podcast less than a year ago and it's almost season three and we have had many ups and downs including many hardships with audio and hopefully it continues to get better today is an exciting episode and i'm gonna let Stu styles take it away from here
1: All right, you guys, I'm super excited. But first, we need to talk about something. If you're anything like Jesse or myself, you love to spend money. And for me, I spend most on eating out and shopping. And just like so many people out there, I wish I put more money towards my savings account or debt instead of a five-star meal or a new outfit.
0: So we decided to bring back Daddy Styles, aka Michelle, for our second episode of Money with Michelle. We are dedicating this episode to budgeting. Today, we are going to pick the brain of my dad so he can give us his tips on saving, budgeting, and how to even get started when it comes to building that savings account. So welcome, Daddy Styles. It's your second episode. How do you feel?
2: Oh, I feel good. Thank you for having me.
0: We loved your first episode. We got so much amazing feedback. And I think even in the classes, people were
1: coming up to you and asking financial questions.
2: They were. It was interesting. And I love every aspect of it. Oh, love it.
1: You're coming for Dave Ramsey's brand, Dad. (laughs) Yeah, right. You better watch out. (laughs) Since today's topic is budgeting, why don't you just start off by telling us what budgeting is? Because obviously, me and Jesse are pretty bad at it.
2: Well, budgeting basically is this. To me, I think everyone has a different aspect of it. And I think budgeting can be two things. It can be hardship, I'm having to do without, or you can look at the flip side of it and say, you know what, I'm going to focus on how I want to spend my money so that I can get what I want. And so there's just two different ways you can look at budgeting. And I think I like to look at it from a positive perspective.
0: Ooh, what does that positive perspective mean?
2: So basically it means that budgeting isn't all about Taking away, you don't get to have that shirt, you don't get to have that five-star mill. It's basically saying, I'm gonna focus on what I want by looking at how I spend my money and redirect that money into things that I really want. And I may say, I don't need that five star mill, but I may want to put a little money away towards paying down a little debt. And in the end, this is gonna get you to a position where you're financially free.
0: So you're not thinking of what you want today, but what you want in the
1: future and overall. Yes. I like that. Sweet. A Tesla.
2: <laughs> a Tesla. Yeah. There's always the Tesla. Oh
0: Thank my
1: gosh. Did that make sense?
0: No, that totally made no, sense. No, that was yes. perfect, God. Okay. Are there different types of a budget?
2: There are different types. And what, what I think the best way to do is... Is basically a say a budget is to basically control your spending. And I I go with uh an Instagram post that I saw from Jesse. And I'm so inspirational. Yes, and it blew me away. And it was a post of seven jackets that were the exact same (laughs) jackets, but just in different colors. That that post blew me away. And
1: (laughs) It's the double jacket.
2: And that's great. And that's what you chose to put your money to. I I just would never do that. I know. Um, You've
0: been been wearing the same flannel for five years. (laughs) (laughs) So you're right. You're right. I I went a little overboard. I have it in six colors and I could have just had it in three. Or one.
2: (laughs) Or two. Or one. But what budgeting does is it allows you to redirect your income into the buckets that you want or think are the most important for you at this time. Okay. So some of the main buckets are housing, food, cars, transportation. Mm-hmm. You've got clothes. So and these then are, like, you have
0: the necessities to live.
2: Correct. Then you have things like retirement, which that's a long-term goal, and then you have entertainment. And I think a lot of people go through life and they just don't really look. They, they know they have money coming in and they just let it go, but they never really focus on it and say, how can I redirect my money to get the optimal happiness that I want and, and still have money left over for those future or long-term goals? And so a lot of this information I've gotten from like podcasts, or YouTube channels. One of the YouTube channel I've been looking at lately is called "or Next Level Life." Okay, and it's it's really valuable, and 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 he goes through a lot of the the information that I'm going to just kind of highlight here. And there are several different budget types. One is the envelope method, and I think the reason we're talking about this is because Stu kind of ran into this with someone that you follow. Do you want to talk a little about that, Stu?
1: Oh, yes. I actually had it pulled up because I couldn't remember her name, but I know I'm subscribed to her on YouTube. So I was searching for it when you (coughs) said that. So perfect timing. So this girl's... Name is Pink X Budgets with a Z ah. at the end. Kind of like Stu Stiles with a Z at the end. <laughs> and basically what she does is like a cash envelope stuffing. So she'll cash her paycheck and she'll have like all the bills like organized like by like hundreds, fifties, twenties, tens, like etc. And she has like these little envelopes and I'm obsessed with watching her videos because it's like ASMR and it's just like so satisfying. And mm-hmm. each envelope, she's like, this is how much money I'm putting towards gas. And she also has like a spreadsheet and she like, Plans out every dollar like where it's gonna go, and she's like, I don't touch it. She's like, if it's easy, if it's in the bank, and I run like if I'm like somewhere, and I'm like I'm just gonna swipe my card really quick. But it's a lot of work to like get out my little binder, flip through them, find the um, page that talks about like food and like or whatever like extra money, and it's easier to keep up with cash because you can see it instead of just like a number kind of sinking.
0: I feel like I always. Keep
1: my cash longer because it's harder to spend. Yeah, I don't want to hand it over. Yeah, because you can see it. I'm like, like it's even physical. like if you have like sixty dollars in your bank account or like sixty dollars in cash, mm-hmm. just because I have sixty dollars from today. Oh, not from today, but in my wallet. That's okay. uh, wow. Best friend goals. <laughs> it's harder to hand over that cash to anything. I'm like, yes. am I sure I want to put this sixty dollars towards that? And I do think she's onto something. So she cashes her paycheck and she goes through her envelopes so and she puts money aside everywhere. And like, so when she goes to pay a bill. She'll like write a check and then she'll have like another envelope that says like bank deposit and she'll only deposit as much as she needs in there. Like she has it for everything: gas, foods. Like, like she has one called like debt snowball. So she's like snowballing all extra money in that, so she gets a good amount of savings so she can pay off any debt. Like it's genius, and you guys should check her out because it's like so satisfying to watch her do this. And so I ordered like all the little envelopes So you spent
0: money to save money.
1: Yeah, but it's going to be good for the long run because I decided instead of putting $24.99 from Etsy, from her cute little shop, instead of putting that towards my debt, I'm putting it towards an investment to help me pay off debt and save money. So are you a proud father right now?
2: I love it. I think it's great. That is an envelope me- method. And it's basically you pull cash out and you, you basically use that when the money's gone, you don't really have anymore. So you can't overspend. That's what it's trying to do is per- control your spending.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like when you buy a new workout outfit and it makes you want to work out. Yep, That's kind of the same idea. You're like getting these new things that are going to help you stay organized. So it makes you motivated
1: and like staying organized i did like a little like spreadsheet of like how much i made last month or the past few months and i was just like comparing it to like my rent and stuff now cuz i'm like going to move into a new place by myself just to make sure like i have like extra money i'm going to be covered even though like i know i'll be fine i just want to like know at the end of the day like how much i would have if like anything hit the fan or we like shut down for covid again or anything that like obviously like after last year anything could happen like your income could be like Taken out from under you like a rug. Yeah. And so like I was doing it and I was like, wow, I actually didn't know I made this much money <laughs> or I had this much. And it's because a lot of the times I'll just have money in my bank account, like my spendings, like my allowance account is what I call it. I love that. And my fun money account. And I'll just like go crazy, like buy anything I want. Or, like if I want like a coffee, I'm like, well, I'm, nothing's stopping me. I'm just going to go and get a coffee, not think about it. And like, I could be saving a lot more than I already am, but I have been saving really good this year.
2: That's excellent. I mean, basically you've got an account where it's guilt free. You can spend it and you don't have to worry about it.
1: I love it. And it's almost like, I don't think it's, uh, I guess it is comparable to like the envelope method. Like I was telling you about, because it's like, I have like my bills only account. And nothing goes in or out of there except for bills. So I put like money towards, like I know how much I'm going to have to pay. I get paid. I take that out, do the math and I transfer it over there. And all my bills can just automatically come out and I don't even have to worry about it. But I know it's covered because I'm just transferring it over there. I put whatever in savings for like my personal savings, for my tax savings. And then I have like my fun account and then the rest of the money goes there. So I have like a bunch of accounts and a lot to keep up with, but they're all titled and it's really not that hard. So i have like, the money my account that all my money goes into my fun everything so organized it's really helped me a lot doing it that way too
2: you've actually covered many of the different budget types there are the first one is the envelope method that we've just talked about you mentioned one where you kind of have a detailed organization of every dollar in you record and it has a a destination an envelope mm-hmm. that you're going to put it in That's something called, the term is zero-sum budget, and every dollar has a job. It requires a lot of effort, a lot of work, maybe a spreadsheet, and probably everyone should at least do that once, maybe twice, so they get an idea of all the money that they have coming in and where is it going. Mm -hmm. And then you have a better idea of how you can go, oh, you know what, I can save a little more here or a little more there.
0: I just have a question. So for someone like me struggles with a budget and retail therapy is my only source of happiness. Sometimes, how do you literally force yourself to do it? Like, how do you change who you are?
1: I've got the answer Michelle. Oh, Okay. I just recently experienced this whenever I was like going through and like doing my spreadsheet, I was talking about about all my expenses, bills, whatever. I it didn't take as long as I thought I was procrastinating it for a long time because I was like, that seems like a lot of work. Like I don't want to like have to like cut back on spending or anything. So I was like procrastinating it. Once I did that, it is so thrilling to like, know. I'm like, okay, if I saved like this every month and like, I know I can put that away. Like this is how much money I'd have at the end of the year. And I was like, holy cow, that what I could do with that money. Like yeah. it's pretty crazy. And something else that like, <laughs> I noticed is like, whenever you start saving like I really took it hard in January this year with like saving and everything. And I was like, there's n- nothing more thrilling than watching that number go up. And there's like, I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to put it towards like dad or like if anything yeah. else, like I have, I'm like, I just wanted to stay there because it looks so pretty. Yeah.
2: You, you had a goal also to get into your new apartment, right? Yeah. That was probably the driver to make you go, oh, mm-hmm. I've got to change things up here.
0: That is true. And me and Stu always say you get what you work for, not what you wish for. And it's kind of the same thing with budgeting because it's like, oh, I want a house or I want this car or I want to have a nice future and a savings account. (laughs) That's not just going to happen because you're wishing for it. You have to put the work in and budget and save to be able to get those things. So I guess that does make sense.
2: That's a great way to say it. It does take effort and energy to do the budget, track it and all that. But the end result is what you're looking for. And if it's having a bank account, a stock brokerage account, a car, you know, whatever it is, you've done it. You've taken the self, you've got self-discipline to get there.
0: Yeah. I like that. It is rewarding. I've been doing a similar thing with my credit score. And my dad like always thinks that I am crazy because he's like, your credit score doesn't even matter that much. But I had like a goal to get my credit score up. Cause we were buying a house and mm-hmm. I was like working so hard and I got down to like no debt and my credit score was great. And it felt good. Like just to make those goals and accomplish them.
2: I would have to clarify that credit scores are important. I would say I was probably referencing me cause I, I really don't have a need to go get a loan. Oh, okay. So I don't have a need to have a high credit score. Yeah. That's probably what I was talking about there.
0: But when you're trying to buy a house or do an investment in like a car or something, then it, you need that.
2: Then yeah, if you're going to get a loan, you have to have a good credit score. Yeah, yeah. okay. So if we move on to one other budget type, it's called the percent-based budget, and that's basically you can say, okay, I've got a hundred percent. You know, that's your that's your income is hundred percent, and then you break it up into buckets. It's kind of like the envelope, except well, well I guess you're just not getting cash out, but you're saying I'm going to put fifty percent into necessities, twenty mm-hmm. percent into wants. into retirement, 10% into that new car or something else that I want. And so that's just another budget, another way to look at this. And do you have any ideas or thoughts on that one?
0: So it's called the bucket method? Well, it's
1: called the percentage based oh. budget.
0: Did someone say bucket?
1: Yeah. He's, you're putting the money into. Buckets.
0: Oh, I, okay. I was confused. Okay. So are these all different accounts then? Like you have your retirement account, your savings account.
2: Well, you, Even you like can, you-, you can, and I'll, and I'll kind of cover how I do things after I have kind of summarized what the budget types are. And then I'll explain how I do it.
0: Okay. So without us interrupting again, break down the budgets real quick again, just like the names of each of them.
2: Okay. So the next one is called automatic. Basically you automate it. Stu referenced this where you just have money flow from one account to another. You don't do anything. It just happens. Another one is called the reverse budget. Another way to say this is pay yourself first. That means basically you put money into your savings account and then what is left over, you put into your other accounts and work with that. Okay. And so basically, let me just summarize them all over again. You've got the envelope budget, which is just envelopes with cash. You've got the zero sum budget. And basically it's a spreadsheet where you document every, every dollar in and every dollar out it's time-consuming. Percent-based budget where you say 50% in necessities and you break up where you want this money to go. Another way is automatic where it just does it for you. Mm -hmm. And another is the reverse budget where you basically are paying yourself first. So those are the budget types.
0: I have one question about the envelope method. If you're doing everything in cash... Is that eliminating the possibility of having your bills come out automatically through your bank account?
1: No, because what she does is she has, she's like, okay, this bill's coming out this day. She'll go deposit what's in that envelope to cover oh, okay. that. Okay.
0: So you just have to deposit before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
2: Which it's kind of like all these all these budgeting types are kind of rolled into one. It sounds like how she's doing it.
1: Okay. That's cool. Have you watched her videos? I told you to.
2: <laughs> I did not. I apologize
1: that's your homework.
2: Okay. That is my homework.
1: I've got a question for you. Okay. All right. So have you always been pretty like good and safe and like organized when it came to your spending and money?
2: Yes, I have. And for whatever reason, that's been important to me. Even I remember as a teenager, saving money was important to me, but then guess what happens? Life happens. Mm-hmm. and you get a significant other. And when you have two people together, they see things completely different yep. and everything goes out the window.
0: Do you feel like when you were in high school and you were like, oh, this is important to me. Do you feel like you learned that from one of your parents or was it just always in you or like what made you realize that at a young age? Cause that's impressive.
2: I don't know. You know, they always say it's connected to something that happened to you, you know, how, how you were formed, what you think. And there may have been something that triggered me to go, Oh, I need to, I need to save. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, when you're a teenager, it's not huge sums of money, but you know, I would, I would opt to not go out to eat, to save my money.
0: Wow. As a teenager. That's cool. Yeah.
1: That is very impressive.
0: So what do you do now then?
2: So it's, it's been, so, you know, we, I got married and this, this is what I can say. Every couple probably goes through these type of things. So I was a saver. Di wasn't a super spender, but she would spend things on like going out to lunch. Like I remember going through our bank records and tracking stuff right when we got married and I'm like, I can't cope with this and And it goes back to what Jessica says when she 's teaching. she goes you know when when you when someone just gets extensions and you 're going to trim it, they see that money falling to the ground <laughs> that's that's exactly what I thought when i was we were first married and and I would earn it or or i I viewed it as mine, and it would go away and it It was hard for me,
0: yeah.
2: And the way we solved it, and I'm sure we talked to someone, you know, probably someone that had experience. I don't remember who that was, but they basically said, you know, basically save your money first, put the money away in savings. And then what's left over, just as long as it covers the bills, you're golden. If things happen where Daya goes out and she grabs lunch or whatever, I wasn't even checking the bank account. And so that took off so much stress off of me.
0: So did you guys have one shared account or do you have separate ones for stuff like that?
1: I already know that well, it's separate.
2: Well, today how our how our money comes in today is I, I work for corporate America and my my money, I have my retirement money go in. And then I have so that's that happens before I even see it. So it goes into retirement, mm-hmm. then it goes, then I have another savings account. It goes in there, then we have our personal checking and it go, that's our living money. And it goes in there.
0: You have a shared checking account?
2: We have a shared checking account, which is our common checking account. And that's where all the bills come out of. And they're all automatic so that we don't have to look at it.
0: Okay. And then mom's money goes to...
2: Well, well, that's an interesting question, and she'd hate if I say that. Today, her money goes into her checking account, and and you know, I guess it kind of gets shared some. Oh, wait. But- okay, so
0: you guys have one shared, and then she also has her own.
2: Correct, and I have my own as well.
0: Oh, you have your own as well. Correct. So what goes in yours?
2: So that's where I do my investing and saving or that type of stuff.
0: So when you get paid it goes into your shared and then do you just put stuff into your own or like, how does it get into yours?
2: So when my payroll comes, I can say, redirect, you know, a certain percent to my 401k redirect a certain percent to the shared account or the bill account, and then redirect the rest of it over into my savings account that I automatically have invest. So as soon as that money hits my saving account, it's automatically put into the market for stocks.
0: So you're doing the percentage budget.
2: Well, I'm doing the reverse budget, which is save, you know, basically pay yourself first and then the automatic budget where it just happens. Oh, okay. Hmm. So it's a combination of the two. Okay. So- and, and I was doing this before I knew that there were names to them and it just worked for us. And it has just re- taken a lot of stress off of me because I rarely look at that common budget. And my only direction is if you go over, that's on you, not on me. That's how, that's what I say to die.
0: So anything left over there, she can use to like buy lunch or whatever. And you Correct. don't about it because that's what that's there for. If all the stuff's taken care of. Correct. Okay. Makes
2: sense. Hmm.
0: So I feel like there is a conception when it comes to budgets and it could be a misconception that you only need to budget if you're poor or if you're tight on money. Is that true? Or do you think that everyone, no matter how much money you make, should budget?
2: So I think it's a common, it's common to say that no matter what you make, most people will spend it. So you got the college You know, guy that's living on rice and beans, whatever money he comes in, he spends it. He gets his first job or they get their first job. They buy the house, they buy the car, they buy all the things that they need. So as their income comes up, so does their expenses. And so, you know, you now reach middle age and you got that nice salary, but then all of a sudden you have to have that nice house that goes along with it. And so I think it's very common if you look at the statistics of America, of the world, that basically what you make is what you spend. And so you just got to mix things up by looking at it, find out what's important to you and redirect it. And you can't let anything get in the way because there's always going to be things that get in the way.
1: Not to like backtrack or anything, but Jesse like kind of asked you, was like, did anything ever happen? Like, or or have you always just been good with your money, like an event or anything? And you were just, I think it's impressive. You've always been good with your money. But I remember, I just remembered this one year. I was like so little. I was probably like in first or second grade, but I remember this happening. And so it was me and my sister and my mom and it was Christmas Day. And we were like opening our gifts and doing everything. And she was a single mom and it was just us like in our tiny little apartment. And we were like on the first floor of the apartment. And I remember someone coming up and like knocking on our door and we we're like, oh, it's like some guy, we're not going to answer it. And so he like kept knocking, kept knocking, kept knocking. And then I just remember my mom like opening the door. And, like it was like this guy and I don't know what he was saying, but it was like, I just remember like, I guess it happening And then I remember my mom went in the kitchen and then she came back and like gave him something and he left. And I didn't know for years later that like she was a single mom, obviously she struggled and it was Christmas. And so like, we just like finished that day, went to my grandma's house, like we planned and we were like doing everything. But years and years later, I, I found out like the story behind it is like, she was like struggling so hard, obviously, like I mentioned, but she only had like a $10 bill, like to her name after like spending for Christmas and like everything like that. And like that guy was like, I need money. I'm any money. I'm not leaving until I have money. And she had to give it to him. And like, I I found that out. Like I was still like in high school, like early high school, like ninth or 10th grade. I don't even know how it came up for me to find that out. But I remember after that, I was like, I never want to be put in a situation where like, I only have $10. Like I can't even like help someone if they really needed help. Or like, I can't be, I just don't want to be like this $10 is all I have or like any like small amount. So I remember like, like a year or two later, like I'm 16, like I didn't have to work in high school, but I was like, I'm going to go and work and like start saving my own money and everything. So then when I graduated, I was like able to like buy me the Jeep that I wanted. And like, I was able to like pay for my first semester of school and things like that. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with like that experience. I guess Jesse's never had an experience (laughs) like that. (laughs) Have you Jess? She's always had a life of luxury. You've done well saving and No, but budgeting. my dad,
0: I, re- I remember my dad instilling in us at a young age, the importance of working and money, because I remember being like 15 and the day I turned 16, he like pulled me out of bed and he was like, we're going to go drop off resumes to everywhere in town that's hiring. And I remember being so mad and like <laughs> embarrassed and I can't believe you're doing this, but I just remember at that age, him telling us how important that was. And I've had a job consistently since I was 16. And even though- Did I really do that? You don't remember this? I don't remember that. Oh my gosh. I vividly remember. You made me drop off resumes everywhere. And then I ended up working at Dimitri's Pizza for Matt because she owned it, which is so funny. (laughs) That's so funny. Because now she works here. That was my first job. And since then, I have never gone without a job. And I think that's why I have the work ethic I do now is because at that age, you like made me work no matter what, which I think is good as a parent.
2: Yeah, I guess we Diane and myself must have done pretty good because all three of you, all three of my kids, Jesse, Kira, Bailey, Stu, they're fantastic workers. I, I yeah, I got lucky, really. I I it's amazing.
0: No, you didn't get lucky. You definitely instilled that in us. But I think that it is pretty rare to have three kids who all do have, you know, successful careers and enjoy them at the same time. So good job.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we all get to do it together. I'm at four.
0: I'm so, yeah, I looked up Bailey. I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I have a question. So, if someone's like budgeting towards like, let's not even, let's take debt and like savings off the table because there's like so many different things you'd want to budget for. If someone's like budgeting for like a vacation or anything like that, would you say it's like, would you take money? You'd still be like doing your envelope or your percentage, however, like whatever method of budgeting you're doing, but would you take from like a little bit from your debt or would you have to like have like your extra money, take that towards like a vacation or something like that? Mm. What do you think is the best?
2: Well, you did mention Dave Ramsey and I was very impressed. Dave Ramsey's basically a financial guru who's on YouTube and he talks, he has many episodes on, on all this type of stuff. And the way he breaks it down is first have an emergency fund, you know, three to six months of, of stuff. Then he says, pay down debt before you go on vacation, before you do any of that. For me, that seems a little excessive. What I would do is say, instead of taking that, you know, $10,000 vacation, you know, drive somewhere and make it shorter, but Mm -hmm. still have a little fun with your life. Yeah. Still pay down that debt.
0: Yeah,
1: I like that. Do you think it's more important? I know like you just, Dave Ramsey basically just answered that for us, but (laughs) do you think it's more important to have money in your savings account or knock it like towards debt? Well, okay. So I I like how
2: Dave Ramsey says it. So I'll just kind of quote what he says. So he says, when you're first starting out, the first thing you do is you put $1,000 in your emergency fund. An emergency fund is not for clothes, not for anything like that. Then once you have that, you pay off debt. And he even goes to the point to say, you pay off your house, your cars, where you owe no one before you start investing. Wow. I personally didn't do that because I didn't hear that when I was younger. So for me, what, what I did when I first started is, and I've had a, a a really good job with a, a decent income. So I've been able to meet all of my financial needs and everybody's had plenty. And, and so I, I first and foremost, retirement was probably the biggest thing that I cared about. So I put 15% in there and then I put, you know, a certain lump sum, I, I put a number to it that went into our common. And then when it was left over, went into my savings. And then I invested that.
1: Okay. Neat.
0: So, When you were first starting out with like budgeting and getting your first real job and everything, you're thinking about retirement. Did you do anything specific for your kids? Like, oh, now that I have kids, I have to budget differently. Or did anything change once you had kids?
2: I would say, I remember for you, Jesse, you know, you're my first. I I wanted to put money in for your college education into a savings account. So basically, I saved money for Jess's college and then, you know, she decided to opt out of college and that went to the first investment into JC styles. Yeah. And, and then for in general, for kids, I would say it's, you know, when, when you get married and you start having kids, you have no concept of what you're getting yourself into the costs associated with it. Yeah. it it's, it's just tremendous. And it's hard to save. And so you really have to be dedicated. I think for me, the best way I did it was pay myself first and automate it. And that way we lived what was on leftover, but I was still able to, to save for that future date or that rainy day fund.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So what if someone who's listening is in a situation where they're like, I literally make enough to pay my bills. I can't put extra money towards savings or paying down debt. What do you suggest in a situation like that?
2: There are a couple ways you can handle that. One, get a side gig.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And that way you can take that money and put it in to your emergency fund uh, at the very beginning. And this is it's it's the same for everybody you start with nothing and you have to slowly build up we keep looking at all these people that all of a sudden have money some people get that way maybe like your athletes and stuff but most people are like us where they've slowly worked and slowly saved yeah. and over time that's when you get the power of saving for example suppose you saved just $10 a day at the end of the year that's three thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's a small number, ten dollars. That's a small number. You would think but
0: that's like
1: a day.
2: exactly that's going to
1: Starbucks. <laughs> Basically, that's been like four grand at Starbucks yeah. every year. Isn't that insane? <laughs> yeah, to think that's about? crazy to oh. think about. That's crazy. Yeah, so, so
2: there. So I see you know on Instagram people saying, oh, you know, saving not going to Starbucks every day won't make you rich, but. In reality, if you look at everything, at how you spend your money, and everybody has blinders on, blind spots. I want what I want, and no one's going to get in the way and tell me how I'm going to spend
1: my money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, I'm the responsible kid. Who would have (laughs) thought? But if you look at it, my guess is you
2: can find places where you can go, you know what? I'm spending money here, but I can cut back just a little. And I'm going to be just fine. I will be just as happy and
0: I won't miss it. Yeah. It's just changing your mindset.
2: Yes. And in, in fact, I asked Di, as you told me what this podcast was on, I asked Di, my wife, I basically said, what does budgeting, what what comes to mind when I use the word budgeting? What does it mean to you? And she said, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, I said, I've never budgeted you ever really. And I, and I asked her cause, cause I'm using that method, pay yourself first. Yeah. So I never really got into the account to say, why did you spend money on this or that? Cause I didn't need to. Then I asked her the follow-up question. Have you ever needed anything or felt like that you were wanting anything ever? And she said, no.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. So I think though. there's a way to budget without feeling constricted.
2: Correct. And then you throw a relationship into it and and it can be stressful. And I would say most couple fights are over money.
0: Isn't it like the highest thing that causes divorce? Yeah. That's crazy. I could see why. I feel like Jordan's you and I'm mom, so I get that.
2: <laughs> well, and I would say guys, for whatever reason, guys are like this. And I don't know if it's a control thing. I try not to be super controlling. So yeah, it's just different people have different pasts. That shape them, that make them into what they what they are.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. All right. If you could give anyone listening just one piece of piece of advice about budgeting or, you know, just your final thoughts on it, what would it be?
1: I have one too. <laughs> you go first, too. All right. Are you ready for this? I feel like I'm gonna take yours. I didn't hear this from you, but just <laughs> like with Jesse actually taught me this. Don't wait, start now because there's nothing really stopping you from like having like a, a huge savings account or like anything like that is up for yourself. Because just like with anything Jesse freaking does, it's like we didn't know we can't push this back like till tomorrow. Like we have to do it right now. Start now.
2: <laughs> and that's actually exactly what I was gonna say.
0: No, he really I, I,
2: I was, and, and the reason it is is because my life moves very quickly. And things just, time just disappears. And you think, oh, I'll do that next week. Well, guess what? It's already next month or next year. And all that time that you could have been generating money is gone. Yeah. Mm
0: Well, it's like what they say when you're thinking of having kids. They're like, never wait until you feel like you're ready because you're never going to be ready. Exactly. And that's how it is with budgeting or anything in life. Like,
1: yeah, you're never going to accomplish any goal, whether it's like budgeting what we're talking about today, yeah, within your workplace and your relationships and your friendships, unless you start now and put the effort towards it. Yep. Not as dumb it, as I seem.
2: Yeah. It is. You're, Stu, I'm very impressed. You're, you already have a great foundation. And what I I guess the thing that I would add on to what you said is start learning about money Mm -hmm. because money isn't just money's not hard, but it's YouTube type trainings where you could go out and you could actually go on YouTube and search on budgeting or finances or investing. And what I like about YouTube, it's kind of like what Jesse and you are doing on YouTube, you know, 10 minute segments when I can give up 10 minutes of my time and I can learn a new concept that I may not have known about that can help take me to my next level with finances or whatever I want to get to.
0: It's interesting you say that because me and you had a conversation the other day about your Instagram. And I said, you need to start doing financial posts and giving advice on your Instagram because I think that people would really find that beneficial.
2: And I haven't even started because I forgot. Let me write that one down.
1: <laughs> we should do a, like a daddy styles and like money with Michelle thing, but just for your Instagram and we can call it like daddy's money.
0: Daddy's money. That's cute. <laughs> and, and take Stu's advice, start now.
1: <laughs> exactly. You want to hear something funny? Well, yeah. I don't know if this is funny, but this is interesting. I re- was talking to Megan when we were in Arizona and she was like, "Cow." She was like, I feel like you like, obviously are like, everyone probably thinks you're a hot mess. And like, you, everyone probably thinks you're like all over the place, but you actually like, are like, it's like organized chaos. You actually like have like set up a good, like everything for yourself. And Ooh. I was like, thanks, Megan. That means a lot. And she was asking about like me coming to Utah. She was like, what was that like? And like, she was like, was it just insane moving across the country? And I was like, no, I like, I didn't even have like, Even think twice, but I was like, I'm just going to go do it. I'll regret it if not. And when I moved to Utah, I only had two hundred dollars in my bank account. What? Yeah, because I was yeah, because I was in beauty school. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to pay my rent or anything like that. But I was like, I've just got to make it work. And like, I remember it was like, who needs to work a Saturday to answer phones? I was like, doing everything I could Mm -hmm. just so I could build like a little tiny every job Jay Z Styles offers. (laughs) I really have. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Oh, I've worked my way to the top. No, not really. But to the middle, just kidding. (laughs) But what I was getting by that is like, it is like, it's just like nice. Whenever you can say like, I have like, it's been two years and like, I've have like worked really hard. I feel like to get to where I'm at and I'm appreciative of like, y'all taking really good care of me. And I know I'm not in the same position. Most people my age are like at 22. Like I'd have like an amazing job. And I feel like I get taken care of really well when it comes to like pay and like, Opportunities with but work you've worked for it, and not many twenty-two year olds do that. Thank you, it means a lot. But I feel like it is like it's rewarding to like have like the opportunities to have but it. It's more rewarding to like not have to ever think of like, do I only have like ten dollars? Yeah, you know, or two hundred, whatever it may be. That's pretty
2: cool. So, what can we do on this podcast? Like last podcast, we talked about you know, I I can't even remember what we said, but we said. That you guys were going to go off and do something. Did you do that?
1: What, what did we say? I don't Remember what mine was. <laughs> um, can so, can we get an instant replay right here? <sighs> Should we pull it up in here? Yeah. Well, I think, maybe not because I don't want to mess that up. Because that stresses me out. What but, about yours?
2: How about this? We'll start new on this this one where we'll say you you have to create a budget, Kay. and that mean And it sounds to me like Stu's already done his, so it really falls on Jesse. You create wow. a budget.
0: Stu's the favorite child. Stu is and, writing and that, this down on our whiteboard right now.
2: I think that's great. And Jesse, not only you having a budget, but you working with your, you know, Jordan and figuring out how you're going to do it, but you not only need to figure it out, you need to follow it. Not for a day, not for two days, but for the long term. This is something, it's a marathon. You got to do it for the long term in order for it to work.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Just got
2: to push
1: through it.
0: Okay, so I'm going to create a budget. And on the next episode, I'll tell you guys which budget I chose and how it's been going. I love it. And then does Stu have a goal or is he good? Um, Will you?
1: Something I want to. And this would be fun to do this every month. So, like this month, I'm working towards whatever. So, Jesse's going to find a budget. I'm going to.
0: Oh, you're how? I mean, you're moving.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I'm moving. So, I'm going to be putting as much money as I can like any like thing that's like extra instead of spending, I'm going to resist the temptation to I'm gonna spend. start bringing us coffee to work instead of buying it. I know we should get a Keurig. We'll go in we half C's. Okay. Oh, we have one. It's right there. <laughs> oh, just kidding. We have a Keurig. So we're not, my job is not to get a Keurig. My job is to get K pods. And I feel like it'd be, I'll t- fight the urge to cut back, not spend, don't eat out every meal, yep. like go grocery shop and do whatever it takes. And then like, don't, fight the urge on spending because I said that's my two biggest things. I always am eating out. I yeah. love good food and I always am like, buying clothes. So I'm not going to buy any clothes from today. April 1st, this <gasps> is perfect. This is perfect. Today's April well, 1st when we're recording this up. From April 1st until... Well, I do have to spend money on one outfit because we're filming that video for the website. So I'm oh, going to yeah. buy that, but... No, um,
0: like extras.
1: But I'm going to just buy a shirt because I already have pants. Hey, Stu,
2: let, let me throw something in here. Right. I would say... A budget. So I think what we're doing, what you're trying to do is say a budget means I can't spend any money. No, a budget means that you, you put into different buckets where you want your money to go. So you say, I have a budget of hundred, 200, whatever you want for clothes every month. That way you don't feel guilty and you know where your money's going.
0: And then you don't feel restricted and then you break your budget and spend everything because you've been constricted.
1: And I have to furnish a whole apartment. So I'm going to put as much money aside for my apartment and then I can come back and say, this is how much I put into my savings. Into that one bucket, not including what I've already saved for that. But just so like, I don't have to like go into more debt or like do like, I don't know, put it on a credit card, a couch or something like that, that I'm wanting for my apartment. So love it.
2: I guess the next piece for me is I would say, the budget is just the first baby step into financial success. And what you do with that is critical to take you to all the next levels of financial freedom.
0: So what would the next step be? Because maybe that's what the next episode could be on.
2: Well, you got to control your budget and then you decide what's my long-term... I, everyone needs to be saving for, for retirement. That You just got to. They, they recommend 20%. And, and I guess I'm, a, I'm an advocate of pay yourself first. That means retirement, savings, then live off of everything else. And okay. then to get to financial freedoms, that savings and retirement, that's how you get there. Those are the things you need to focus on in order to say, when you're my age, which is 24, you can be financially free. Okay. And financially free means you work for yourself and no one else.
0: Yep. Steps to financial freedom with Michelle. I think we need to do an episode on credit too. Cause I have a lot of questions about it.
1: It's not that important. Remember?
0: Well, not even hey. credit score, but like how to have a credit card responsibly and like, you know what I mean? How to build mm-hmm. your credit in a good way when you're young. I like it. Yay. Okay. You know what it's time for? Let's talk peaks and pegs. Can I give? Stu, his peak on the podcast. Cause I think if I am able to get Michelle to say this, wait, if I'm able to get Michelle to say this, it will be Stu's
1: peak. I'm not going to cry. I don't know. Can we break for five minutes or <laughs> we can get a box of tissues?
0: So the other day I was talking to my dad and we were like talking about employees and Stu. And I told Stu a little bit about this. And then I told you what he said. And you were like, I wish I could hear those from Michelle's mouth, those words. So I told him how, I don't even know if you remember this, Dad, but you were saying, we were talking about. I stew. don't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said something about Stu makes our business better and like he adds to it. And Stu was like, oh, that's so sweet. I would love to hear that from Michelle. So, Michelle, you should expand upon that thought for him.
2: Yeah. What I would say. You know, every time we go to a class and, you know, Jesse puts on a great show and Stu is right there putting on a great show. I mean, everybody has their place and everybody does a great job, but Stu, everyone wants to see Stu there and he just does a great job, I think.
0: It's true. He does. He makes the Jay-Z brand even better.
2: And he, and you bring entertainment to it as well. You make us laugh, which is awesome.
0: We will do anything for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> We're really your rough. peak?
2: <laughs>
1: You guys heard it here first with me, my peak of the week. <laughs> Michelle, love you. No, thank you. That does mean a lot. <laughs> because sometimes I'm like, am I doing too much? Am I being too extra? Or am I okay? Am I in my lane? Because I don't ever want to like overstep, but I obviously like love being involved and like yeah, helping out wherever I can. And just like, I don't know. The only way I can grow is if we all grow. So it's true.
0: All right. What's your pit?
1: Absolutely. My pit would have to be you can also say a peek if you had one. <laughs> I know that is it. My pit would have to be that I probably will... It's going to be good. I know it's going to be good because we're going to start now, guys, just like our little motto and we get what we work for, not what we wish for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be saving a crap ton just so I don't have to come back on the first of next month and lie or be like, okay, I didn't do it because <laughs> I really don't want to let Michelle down. <laughs> If it was just a thing with me and Jesse, I'd be like, yeah, I just didn't do it. But <laughs> I'm not going to let you down and I'm going to be hard on myself and I'm already regretting it, but it's going to be good come May 1st. Can I can I jump in again? Oh, I've got to buy a plane ticket. I'm going to have to go home this month. He said you can spend money. I know, but, I want, but if plane ticket, I would say that would be so much in the savings. That's in
0: your entertainment bucket.
1: Right, I, I think
2: I think I think with budgets, look on the positive, not on the negative, Not not what I'm going to miss, but what I'm going to get.
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. good way.
0: That is true. I like yeah. that.
1: I don't think it uh, will actually be a peak because I'll be so excited whenever the month comes, yeah,
0: all right. My pit would be this week has just been crazy. I've had like so much to do and so little time, and just we've had a lot of like side effects of being a business owner happened this week and it's just been hard. And then my peak would be, I'm going to St. George tomorrow for a couple of days. Jordan's down there and some of our friends are going and we're just going to relax and hang out by the pool. And it's going to be nice just to chill if I'm able to. I've never really been able to do that, but it'll be fun just to have a break. Yeah. I don't think you've ever relaxed, Jess. No, I'm still going to be working. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know.
1: Were you in the room whenever everyone was like taking their lunch break at this last past class. And she was like, everyone on your feet, we like not stopping, like no lunch breaks for educators. We're filming a Real Housewives episode (laughs) and we're doing this and we're doing that. And then you can have five minutes to eat at the end. And I was like, girl, we just want to put our feet up for one (laughs) second. And she was like, have a better attitude. (laughs) And I'm like, she just never stops. You've been on one lately though. Yeah. Like I think when we went
2: to Mexico this past year, and Jessica was by the pool with her laptop or phone working, yeah. and I asked her, "What would you rather be doing right now?" I mean, you could do anything. She goes, "This is what I want to be doing with my free time."
0: Oh yeah, we all like asked each other what our dream day would be, and it was all like they were like on vacation and doing stuff, and I was like, "I would go to the office and I would
1: have like, <laughs> oh, no, no interruption. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm insane." All right, Dad, what's your peak and pit?
2: For my peak, I was able to reverse roles with Jessica today, and I was able to give her a list of to-dos to do that she had to do yeah. and instead of her giving me a list of to-dos to do. So it was nice.
0: Yeah. At the bottom of your email, you're like, does this mean you're my assistant? <laughs> and I finished all of them. Are you proud?
2: I was shocked. So I was thinking, I really had no pits this week. Wow. I I did whack my head really hard this morning and I thought, okay, that's my pit. Wait, where? I you know how on my on my in my office I've got that closet. You know the Harry Potter closet? Oh yeah. I was going in there because that's where my file cabinets are and I whacked my head and I went down.
0: Oh, that is a pit.
2: That is a pit. Did you want to talk about the Harry Potter closet?
0: That's where (laughs) I lived for most of my life. And where it
2: all
0: started. And where all the extensions (laughs) hang.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm really sad that your pit is not that your cat is missing. I really thought that was it.
2: Oh yeah. Well, yes, I guess. Or your peak, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, to be honest, so we, we did while we were out on our last class, we came back and our cat was gone. We can't find the cat. The cat's name was Bono. And right. I actually do miss Bono
1: and I didn't think I would. <laughs> Aww. You want to hear something about Jesse working too much? Yeah. I'm involved in this. We went to dinner that night after our last class in Savannah and we, me and Jesse were doing like, Jesse was like doing stuff on her phone. Or, like I was trying to catch up doing some stuff on my phone. and Like we were just like kind of like planning and like just doing stuff together the entire dinner. And I didn't realize like, we basically like, I guess like being on our phones and like doing stuff or work, like it's still like, we just worked through dinner basically. Yeah, I was And we got back to the hotel room before we were going to go on our ghost tour. And jenna was like did you guys i feel so bad for diana and i was like wait what's wrong with mom and she was like she was crying at dinner did you not know and i was I like know. what no and she was like her cat is missing and she was like bailey went to check on it and it was just gone like and i was like what like how did we miss like oh her i feel being... like a shitty person well we are shitty but it's true we're successful <laughs> shitty and successful money it was michelle episode three <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that's sad. I'm really sad about that. I
1: know. We're going to find him, don't
0: worry.
2: My guess is, you know, we've had a lot of cats and my guess is Bono will show up one day.
0: Yeah, sometimes that happens. We had a cat gone for like eight weeks or something and then it showed up. Cats always
1: find their way back home, I heard. Yeah, they do.
0: All right. Well, this was a great episode. It was an amazing season finale. So, thank you for joining us. We want to hear your guys' feedback. So, give Daddy Styles a follow on Instagram. Let us know what type of episodes you would like to see on Money with Michelle in the future. All of his information is in the show notes below.
1: And since his information is below, you guys go ahead and send him a message saying you should do segments on saving money and Money with Michelle on his Instagram so he can finally take our advice and start now and don't hesitate for anything else. Yes. <laughs> oh, and if you're also have any budgeting or like money goals that you're setting for yourself, like me and Jesse have done, make sure you just message us over on Instagram and let us know, or even tag us in your story and let us know. Cause we'd love to see it.
0: I did an Instagram story the other day and it was like a picture of Michelle. And I was like, if you want us to call you and answer your questions, leave your phone number. And so many people did. So we will do an episode coming up soon. I don't know if it'll be the next one or the next one, but we will do an episode for money with Michelle, where we literally call people and Michelle will answer their financial questions. I think that'd be fun.
2: Wow. I hope I can handle that.
0: Oh, you can. You, can you? Handle <laughs> this? I can handle this. I this. That would
1: be fun. Handle this. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for Got this, this jelly. jelly.
0: All right. Well, that was just Jay-Z season two. Next time you hear us, it'll be season three and we're so excited. Season so.
1: three, episode one's kick ass. So get ready. I'm just saying.
0: Yep not as good as this one though. All right. Well, thank you for coming on daddy styles. It's always a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Thanks dad. I hope you're proud of me. (laughs) So proud.
2: Thanks for joining us over here at just Just Jay's catch new episodes every Tuesday on Apple podcasts and Spotify.